0: guys, welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today I've got Justin Earhart of Premium Hunts out of Eager, Arizona on the line. Justin, how you doing? Good. How are you doing, Jay? Good. We both just got back from Mexico. Um, we're in a little bit of a Mexico lull, but I figured we would get on the phone with the Arizona elk uh, and antelope applications coming up and talk a little bit about Unit 1 and 27 for elk. Um First off, uh, how are you doing this morning? Doing good. Uh, glad to be back. It was a
1: fun trip down south, but it's always good to be home.
0: For sure. Um, when I came out, I think I came out uh, a day, uh, day earlier than you, and the road, m- make a long story short, the roads were snowed in down in Mexico. How was your travel back up to uh, your hometown?
1: The, the roads were pretty good most of the way, and then that last about 40 miles, they, the roads went pretty bad. Um, got some pretty good snow up top, so it was good.
0: That's good. Um. so, Justin, before we went to Mexico, the conditions all across the state of Arizona, uh, including in your country, it's we've been in a, an extreme drought, and then we had a really good storm that statewide, you know, put anywhere from... You know six to 30 inches of snow and even more in some places um does the does the last storm that we had change any of your outlook for arizona elk upcoming or do you think it's still too early to predict because of one storm
1: uh you know i think this storm saved us from having an absolutely terrible year um it's it's probably right as of right now i wouldn't say it's going to be an exceptional year by any means with this moisture but it it saved us from having a terrible year in my opinion
0: and where you're at there the eager springerville area it's kind of the hub of unit one and 27 kind of sandwiched right there between them um right there in town it sounds like you guys only got you know six or eight inches what about up on the mountain what are you hearing what are you seeing up there
1: you know, right here in town, I mean,
0: <laughs>
1: I'd say we only got about three or four here at my place, but um, on top of the mountain, you know, it's it's about 20 inches off of this storm is what we got.
0: They're calling for an additional storm tomorrow, anywhere from 50 to 70% uh, chance of, of, of rain and snow. Would you agree that, well, this is my opinion, you don't have to agree or, 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 or what have you, but... If we can continue to get a few storms on top of what we've got, it will help, and it could take, like what you said, potentially a, a you know catastrophic year of of bad antler growth and body condition, and actually turn it around. Do you believe that the animals can rebound fairly quickly?
1: Yeah, definitely. With with the late moisture like this in the year, you know, it really is about timing. Once the once the grass has enough sunlight and and heat to grow you know it's with that moisture it's gonna be good for the elk and deer and everything else
0: yeah for sure i mean it's one of those things that as elk hunters we all want to have those you know antlers as big as possible and have the elk in as good a condition as possible so that the bugling is fantastic and we we can have great hunts but we definitely can't control the weather. We can only just do with what we're dealt. But I was dang sure happy to see this storm come in. And I'm happy to see, you know, another follow-up storm, moisture on top of moisture, um, to, to, to you know, potentially try and get us out of uh, the position that we were in before the storm.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And And a storm like this is why I always recommend everybody waits till... Well, at least February first before turning in their applications, because you know, I mean that that this one storm changed a lot of uh, recommendations in
0: in my eyes. For sure, I'm looking at the uh, Go Hunt Insider and looking at the Unit One and Unit Twenty Seven um, point totals that it takes to draw. Uh, first, the season dates of September 10th through the 23rd. Uh, I also looked uh, at the moon phase, and it looks like the moon, you know, if we're we're trying to kind of split hairs, if you will, the moon is full on the 20th of September, so when the hunt starts, um, it'll be three days after a new moon on the 10th, and I think as the moon, uh, if you will, is growing uh, up until the end of the hunt, I think it's actually a really good moon phase for those season dates because the t- September 10th is actually an early start. Um how do you predict say the bugling will be with the with the September 10th start date?
1: Uh you know, I think it'll be slow. I mean a it, slow it's start. Generally be slow that time of year and and pick up. Um this last year it was a it was a terrible rut. And I don't know if that was due to the lack of moisture we had through the monsoon season or the moon phase or, or what it all contributed to. But it, uh, it, was a, it was a terrible rut year for us.
0: When I look at um, the amount of points that it takes on the Gohan Insider here, it looks as though for a non-resident, uh, 1, 2B, and 2C takes 18 points uh, to be quote-unquote guaranteed a tag. And then unit 27 is exactly the same. It it has 18 points uh, to be guaranteed a tag. Um, with that being said, with you know if you're if you're a non-resident with 18 points and you have a choice between one and 27, and it looks like you could draw either one of them, which one do you lean towards, or do you tell hunters you know to to go for?
1: You know what I'm. <clears throat> Over the, over the last two years, I, I've kind of been changed my mind a little bit. Um, I, I would tell everybody, be putting in for Unit 1. Um, 27's just been getting really overgrown with locust on top of the mountain. And it has just impacted the hunt quality big time. I think a lot of the elk have actually, you know seems seems like a lot of them have left the unit and gone back into unit one and unit one archery elk has just it's kind of back to being so much better than 27 in my opinion and it's the- I mean, there's there's always going to be your sleeper you know a couple giant bulls in unit 27 that you know are, may or may not surface throughout the season but um, overall you're going to have a lot more action and a higher number of quality bulls in unit one.
0: Is the locust because of the fire and it's kind of taken over after the wallow fire has gone through? Is that, is that what's happened?
1: Yep. Yep. And, And now it's just so thick and overgrown. I mean, there's, there's places that are literally just inaccessible.
0: How does that, um, so as far as access, getting around, numbers of elk, uh, you think unit one, if, if you have the same amount of point totals, you would lean towards unit one as a first choice and, and a 27 potentially as a second choice. With that being said, though, you're, there's still and always will be a couple of good bulls in 27 because of how rough of terrain it is.
1: Oh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, that, and we get away from a lot of the the locust and and a lot of the burn country you know 27 is a huge unit and you can get in to those more remote areas where there is no locust and there's a lot less people but when you do that you're also getting into areas with a lot less elk and but that's you know you could turn up a giant in some of those areas
0: you guys um historically i mean i just always have been admiring your photos after after every season you guys um continually shoot big big bulls um do you think the you know the bulls of of yesterday so to speak uh in unit one you know and 27 do you think the quality has slipped a little bit or do you think it's ever bit as good as it was
1: no quality is definitely down i mean compared to you know from 2012 to 2016 quality is is nowhere even in the same realm as those first few years after the fire um but if, if we're talking pre-fire i'd say we're still behind on quality um they're still just putting out too many tags in my opinion to to really keep that great quality around
0: and is it the tags overall in general on the archery elk season or would you say it's more a a, a late tag uh number situation that has dropped the age class
1: I, it's probably a combination of both, but I would say, you know, it's probably be going to be more contributed to the late season.
0: Uh, let's talk a little bit about last year and your hunts that you had. Um, you guys killed a couple really good bulls. Um, talk about a couple of those higher end bulls that that you guys were able to get. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, almost every bull on that higher end scale that we, we got, we've had, you know, multiple year runs with, and just finally were able to capitalize on some of them. Um, you know, we, we took some bulls out of some sleeper units that, you know, some of the guys like Willie has been, uh, watching one of them for a few years now. And this year he finally slipped up and, and they capitalized on him, you know, at the drop of the hat. And, uh, it's just those, all that year-to-year-to-year to year to year intel, it, it can pay off big on a tough year like that.
0: Yeah, and antler growth last year was okay, but the problem and the issue was the fact that the lack of the summer rains, the bugling was just off. Is that correct?
1: Correct, and, and the amount of broken bulls I've seen this year was by far the most I've ever seen on any other year. Um, and, and I think that has something to do with the lack of summer moisture as well.
0: Well, we just got off, you know, Mexico and I've never seen so many broken points in Mexico. Um, I think, I think that is the same issue. I think you've got, you know, lack of summer, good summer rains and the elk dense, or excuse me, the bone density in the antler just wasn't as strong as normal. And so when those elk or when those coos deer, Um, that I'm talking about in Mexico get to fighting they just break points like crazy
1: yep I I agree 100% with that
0: Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, you know you've got the archery seasons you've got the early firearm seasons in 1 and 27 Um, is there a early firearm season that you prefer uh, over the other comparing you know 1 and 27
1: Um, you know, they're both pretty dang good. Um, you know, one though, you're going to have a lot more options and you're going to be able to put your eyes on a lot, a lot more bulls than say unit 27, just because the, the numbers are higher over there and you're going to be able to access a lot more of the unit very easily. So I I would probably lean towards a a unit one early hunt um, as opposed to a 27.
0: It sounds like I've talked to you in years past and you were pretty high on 27, but it definitely sounds like you're down on 27 a little bit for those early hunts
1: yep the last and and that's basically just because of how the last couple years have played out i mean it's it's been pretty rough these last two years um the bow hunts in 27 you know they've been super slow um like i said the locust has overgrown most of the top of the mountain And, and in that time of the year you know all the leaves are still on it so you can't even you can't even see into it you're trying to look through a just a jungle a mess it's it's terrible, but, um, you know, I, I suspect it'll, it'll bounce back and it'll probably take, take that first place in my eyes here again sometime in the next few years. But as of right now, I think I'm putting unit one before 27 on arch, early archery and early rifle.
0: I'm looking at the Gohan Insider here and it looks like unit 27 muzzle It's, uh, takes 23 points as a non-resident and the early rifle in Unit 1, 2B, 2C. uh, Looks like it takes 25 points uh, to to get that tag. Um, We've talked about it before, but you know, Unit 1 has 2B and 2C um, as well that you can hunt what percentage would you say on the archery and say on these early hunts do bulls actually get harvested in 2b and 2c and then how much would actually get harvested out of unit one
1: you know i i would say on the archery hunts i would say probably 99 percent of your bulls are going to be taken in unit one um i personally can't even think of anybody who's ever you know capitalized on a bull out there in unit 2b or 2c during the archery hunt that was also inclusive with unit one um not to say it wouldn't be something that you could find a big old bull out there on but your numbers and densities are so low and there's a lot of private land to work around so it uh it would be a grind for sure
0: okay um let's bump over to uh the late archery uh, so there are some late archery tags uh, in Unit 1 and the dates November 5th through November 18th. And it looks like, according to Gohan Insider, 10 points as a non-resident would get you uh, the tag uh, in Unit uh, 1. And then it looks like you, uh, nine points would get you the tag in 27 how difficult and challenging are those hunts and do you guide those late archery hunts
1: yeah we we do guide them and they are a grind i mean it it depends on the the conditions of the hunter but i mean if you're going to try and spot and stock bulls on that late archery hunt i mean you better be in for the long haul and uh, be ready for an all-out grind because it is it is tough and it it's something that will humble you very very quickly um these are hunts we've been successful on but they are tough
0: what about if it do, if it did get dry around that time frame can you sit some water could an archer expect to sit some water or is is it just not really set up for sitting water
1: you know i mean even even on those dry years like this year it was super dry during that time frame and uh you know we still have quite a bit of natural groundwater around so it's not like a unit you know like nine or ten where there's not anything but water catchments and very little groundwater i mean we've got creeks and and streams and almost you know every little cut or drainage there's a spring seeping out somewhere so water's not really going to be huge unless you're in the right area at the right
0: time okay uh let's bounce over and talk about uh unit one and 27 on the late hunts and a lot of times those late hunts you guys really shine on the late hunts talk a little bit about the, the two units and that late hunt
1: yeah the late hunts are are some of the best hunts of the year you know a lot of people you know they hear this oh it's the late season rifle hunt and they kind of frown upon it but man these these are some of the best hunts in the state in my opinion um You know, basically getting the first crack at first and only crack at all the bulls with a rifle is, is good. But the downfall to it is, is, is there is getting to be more and more pressure in a lot of areas, you know, so you're going to be, you're going to be competing with quite a few people. And and sometimes you're going to be bumping into people multiple times a day in certain areas. And, that you know, it just kind of takes away from the quality of the hunt, I would say.
0: When pre-fire, when 27 was thick and you couldn't glass it really well, um, a lot of those elk would go to 27. And would you agree that that's what kept unit one and 27's quality high as well, um, is that they did have refuge to get into some of that rough country but you couldn't really glass them so they did have the ability to sneak away and not get shot and that's why in my mind potentially the you know the quality has slipped because of the fire in 27 and one now those bulls in the late season don't have that thick timber to hide in and it made it great for late season elk hunting because you could see them but over time it's kind of taken its toll on the quality
1: absolutely i mean that's that's without a doubt the the largest contributing factor to the slip in quality in, in both units and and you know once one one of those unit directly affects the other um you know if you're killing lots of bulls out of 27 you know a lot of those bulls will go rut in unit one and they'll come back on the and they'll be back in twenty-seven on the late rifle hunt. So, you know, you're you're really pounding out both units when you're when you're hitting one hard. It's it's going to take its toll on both
0: of them. I'm looking at the Go Insider on the late hunt portion, and it looks like thirteen points is a guaranteed for one, and thirteen points is a guaranteed for twenty-seven. So again, we're in the same position where if you have, you know, it takes the same amount of points. Which one would you tell people to put as their first choice, uh, one or twenty-seven for that late hunt?
1: If if the person can handle some putting on a few miles every day and some pretty challenging terrain, then I would say twenty-seven all day long over unit one um, on the late rifle hunt.
0: And I also looked up the uh, moon chart for uh, for the. That time frame, and I'm looking at it right here. It is um, full on November 19th, and so these seasons start on the 26th. Though you're dealing with a last moon situation, where you know you've got a fairly dark moon. It it could be a a really good time frame for that that late season. And I know I try, you know, maybe overanalyze, but certainly it's better having a, a slight moon rather than having a full moon uh, on those late elk hunts would you agree absolutely
1: absolutely i mean the the less moon we have is it seems to me is always going to be the better if it's during the hunt
0: uh let's talk do you do antelope uh at all in unit one or any of the units around there or do you primarily just focus on the elk
1: you know, we mostly just focus on the elk. We will get into the antelope here and there, but um, the tags are so limited and it, and it's just nothing. We don't have the high-end quality like some of the other units in Arizona. So, you know, we don't really hit it that hard. It, they're all just average antelope.
0: While I have you on the phone, uh, you guys also guide for elk in New Mexico. Um, talk about... Uh, If people are interested, talk about some of the units uh, that you guys like and um, let me know if, uh, and the listeners know if if opportunities exist uh, to hunt with you guys in New Mexico.
1: Yeah, there's definitely a lot of opportunity to hunt with us in New Mexico. Um, You know, we're based right here on the Arizona-New Mexico state line. So, we kind of get to hunt the best of both worlds, in my opinion. Um, you know, we're hunting most of the Gila units in New Mexico. So, we're, we're all the 16s, you know, 15, 12, 13, 18. I mean, we hunt a lot of different units. And we're hunting all the species in New Mexico as well. So, for many things from Ibex to sheep to the Barbary sheep, I mean, elk deer, antelope, we're, we're all over. But it's... Uh, there's a lot of opportunity over there from the draw to landowner tags. So, you know, if anybody's wanting to get in on that draw as well, the deadlines for New Mexico is going to be in March
0: Okay, and
1: they can give me a call anytime and just love to chat with them and get them squared away.
0: That sounds good. So from your perspective as an outfitter, um, you're just telling people, you know, keep watching the weather. This storm could potentially have really, really helped uh, the dire situation that was prior to this storm because of literally no moisture. Um, So I guess final concluding thoughts, you think that if we can continue to get some timely storms that we almost in essence could be bailed out a little bit from what was gonna be? yes definitely and and
1: the same goes for kind of new mexico like i mentioned earlier you know i've been telling everybody wait till at least february 1st before applying because we might get hit with something good you know as far as moisture and uh, now for new mexico i'm telling everybody let's let's catch up march 1st and see how february treats us because i mean one big one more big storm like this and it could it could sway my hunt choices big time yeah
0: Well, uh, Justin, it's always great talking to you on the podcast about your home units up there, born and raised, and I want to give you a chance to let the listeners know how they can follow along, how they can contact you. Uh, I also uh, appreciate the sponsors of the podcast, Go Hunt Insider. Guys, uh, if you're not a Go Hunt Insider member, uh, go to GoHunt.com forward slash J. Scott. You can sign up right there uh, for an Insider membership. Uh, also KUU ultralight hunting that's the gear that I wear on all of my hunts go to KUIU.com you can order it's a direct-to-consumer website uh, you can order the gear right there and then phonescope.com uh, use the jscott21 promo code you're going to get a 10 percent discount there uh, Justin why don't you tell us uh, how the best way to follow you and I'll uh, and get a hold of you and I'll also link it up in the show notes
1: yeah guys if any of you want to give me a call you can reach me anytime at 928-245-8722 or you can follow along on instagram or facebook message us on either one of those Um, our instagram is uh, premium underscore hunts and and facebook you'll find us as premium hunts so look us up and give us a call or a message anytime if you have any questions at all
0: awesome buddy well congrats on uh, your great buck in mexico um a great shot and um it's always fun getting down there and chasing rutting deer and it's 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 amazing before i even get home i'm already looking forward to going back next year and i know you're the same way so uh congrats again on a great buck and uh we'll be chatting at you down the road here
1: yeah thanks again jay and we look forward to mexico again all right god bless thanks bye